Hello and welcome, cinema fans, to this, the Film Hub NI podcast, hosted by Hugh and Sarah from the Film Hub. And this week, we are delighted to have with us Michelle Devlin, director of the Belfast Film Festival Hot Foot, from a buzzing black box where the 19th festival programme has just been launched. You're very welcome to the programme, Michelle. Thank you very much. Nice Good to see you. Lovely to be here. <laughs> so our first question, of course, is are you excited yet? I'm very, very excited. I'm always very excited on launch day. Yeah. Because it's it's a culmination of so many months work and mm-hmm. then you're kind of um, able to, um, you know, open the booklet. It usually just arrives the day before. Yeah, of course. Yes. So um, there's always a lot of excitement around that to make sure the print job has went well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and once we know that that's OK, then, yeah. you know, it's full steam ahead. So we're we're always kind of um, geared up for the launch mm-hmm. day. So it's lovely and it's a great crowd in the black box and mm-hmm. and people really love the programme. Uh, a few people even said it's the best programme yet. Yeah, no, I, I heard that from a few people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so we're really pleased. It's, yeah. it's jam-packed and there's lots of exciting stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Well, what sort of stuff can we expect? Well, it's a slightly different programme this year, I suppose. There are 90 features and 80 shorts, so mm-hmm. slightly fewer features mm-hmm. and slightly, slightly more shorts. Um, we've moved all our documentaries out of the festival, yeah. um, which we'll chat a bit about mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Um, so it feels like it's um, a lot of films in there have a bit more room to breathe, mm-hmm. I suppose, um, for want of a better way mm-hmm. to put it. Um, we've lots of special guests. Um, probably the keystone um, of the special guests list would be Amir Khan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A um, huge coup for the festival. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we've been working on that for quite a while. Um, he's a, a huge uh, name in Indian cinema mm-hmm. and he produces, directs mm-hmm. and acts. I think he's been in about 60 or more films. He's, he's been, a hard working man. Then. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's been in the business for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's lovely when you get the reaction to some of our um, friends and partners who are from, you know, originally from India mm-hmm. or China. Yeah. Um, and you mention his name, they get so excited. Oh, that's great. So it's lovely because I suppose we're a little bit um, sort of blinkered here in terms mm-hmm. of um, world cinema because yeah. we all look towards Hollywood. Of course. And yep. when in fact, you know, China and India and Iran and places mm-hmm. like that, you know, all have a lot to offer. So I've been watching a few of his films mm-hmm. to kind of do my homework. And I have to say, he is pretty amazing. Yeah, so, the one I know is Lagan, which yeah. was the breakout one mm-hmm. in the two, early 2000s. And uh, I went to see that in a cricket club um, in, in, in Northern Ireland. And it was a very interesting experience because uh, because I would imagine most of them had never seen an Indian film before. And it was brilliant. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's real, he seems a real entertainer and communicator in a number of different ways. And great dancer. Uh, seemingly. <laughs> seemingly. I don't, I'm not very good at judging dancing. You know what I mean? My, my good dancing might be somebody else's terrible dancing. But... <laughs> No, he was great, and it's a very interesting film. I mean, it's a cracking sort of, uh, it's sort of you know way to kind of I don't know what's the word bring a highlight to the the, the role the Belfast Film Festival plays. You know, internationally, it's great. It's yeah, a huge and coup. I, I think um, it was twofold. I suppose for us, it would give us a profile internationally, mm-hmm. but then um, locally, um, it meant that we put diversity sort of front mm-hmm. and center stage in our program, mm-hmm. and. Um, we we always have a diverse program mm. in terms of cultures and nationality, but um, I think sometimes it's good to recalibrate your yeah. focus and um, 
you know, go at it with a bit more vigour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we've decided to do. We have a five year plan mm-hmm. um, which will bring diversity more central in our programming. Mm-hmm. So this year we started, kicked off with Amir Khan's presence here. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have uh, Polish films mm-hmm. and Chinese films as well as Indian films in the programme. So we hope to build on that over the next five years. Yeah, so it's a, ste- it's a stepping stone to developing that kind Ab- of absolutely, strategy. Yeah. yeah, so it's very exciting. And I think, um, I certainly know a lot of people from the local Indian community are very delighted to see something from their culture so central in, mm-hmm. in a, a local festival. It's yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. It's such a positive statement. It's brilliant. And he's in the waterfront then, is it? It's a yes. Q&A in the waterfront. He's mm-hmm. in the waterfront, um, main auditorium, and the tickets are selling fast. And people mm-hmm. are coming from all over you know, um, yeah, people will travel Ireland, for North that sort and of thing. South, yeah. and also um, traveling over from Birmingham and London. Because mm. he very rarely places. travels really outside, outside, you know, the big, big, big festivals, you know, the, yeah. the Toronto's and things like that. And apparently he did turn down um, Cannes Film Festival. Ooh, <laughs> you. So there you go. So really? uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not into it really. So no. he doesn't. But he's real history buff. And I think that was part of the attraction to come here, mm-hmm. that he was interested in learning a bit more about mm. us. Um, I was going to ask, I mean, um, just following on from that, you know, you've now had three years with a, with very high profile t- talent coming to visit. Uh, so we had Ken Loach last year and John Cusack. And this year you've also got uh, Robert Carlyle who's coming along. So is there something about, I was going to ask how Belfast audiences sort of react to that. Do you think that people enjoy meeting Belfast audiences and interacting with them? Do you think there's something about Belfast audiences that's interesting to them? Well, I think um, there's something here that maybe other cities don't have and that we have the history of the troubles here. People are often interested in in looking at that. Um, And, you know, it doesn't often feel like it, but, you know, um, we managed to overcome our mm. sort of um, long conflict with each other. Are, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the violence has ended mm-hmm. and there's something interesting about a society where that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a pathetic nightmare at the minute with, well, with yeah. nobody up yeah. st- <laughs> nobody <laughs> yeah. storming. But, um, but at least it's a peaceful, pathetic nightmare. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's something that intrigues people about coming to places that have managed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something about the history and the history of the Troubles. Um, and also people here are so warm and generous and mm-hmm. um, visitors love it. I was very struck last year when Ken Loach came that people, you know, especially I Daniel, Daniel Blake as being, you know, his latest film that he was he was sort of talking about, but just the sort of sense of uh, warmth that came from the audience, you know, I mean, a full house in the movie house, but people were genuinely wanting to say that his films had touched their lives. And it was very interesting in that sense because, you know, Ken, Ken Loach is an old white English guy who has made a few films, mm-hmm. but there, were, there was a genuine warmth from the audience that I think... I mean, I don't know what you'd probably get that in other places, but there was something about it. There was a really nice, authentic feeling to it, you know, um, which is different. I think. Yeah, no, I think he really loved that. And he chatted a lot about the questions that were asked, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, the questions from our audiences tend to be um, much more politicized yeah. sort of questions. Um, they tend to be, you know, quite well informed. I suppose mm-hmm. that happens everywhere. But I do think that we're a highly politicized population. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people come at things from that lens, you know. Mm. So I think he enjoyed that and he loved some of the questions he was asked. Mm. He, and some people were very open about their own experiences. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and John Cusack as well, he, he had a great time. Um, you yeah, know, he we, was very struck by things. Yeah, we, uh, You we, know, we, in the Middle East, Belfast and stuff. You know, yeah, so, I mean, it was just really for, for 
people like him as well, mm. you know, just talking about the history. And mm. I suppose um, I suppose people who want a bit more depth with their festival experience that you're not just arriving and dandering up and down a red carpet and going yeah. to a reception. Yeah. Do you know that you actually, <laughs> you, you go and, yeah. and you kind of meet people and there's a bit more depth to it. And, and that's what we're interested in. We're not really mm. interested in becoming... The type of festival that just attracts people up and down red carpets yeah. and kind of, and know, that's I mean that's a reflection of the city you come from yeah. as well. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's just it, as you said, uh, it's a it's a much more authentic experience for mm. people. Mm. Good. Um, I'm talking about red carpets. Are you going to have a red carpet for opening night and closing night? <laughs> Can you tell us a bit more about what's happening those nights? Well, we are. Yes, we're going to. We we not. I wasn't dissing red carpets. So I think <laughs> I, I do. I do like they them. Have you their know. Place. Yes, they, they have their place. Um, on our opening night, we are. We are so excited. I have been lucky enough to see the opening night film mm-hmm. a, a bump along the way, and I was thrilled because it's a really lovely piece of work. Good. Um, and Louise Gallagher's first time producer. And it's the first time director Shelley Love mm-hmm. and first time writer um, for a feature film. So it's an all female team and they've managed to pull together a really great film. Lovely, um, good, okay. The very early cut I saw didn't have any um, sound on it yet. Mm. So it'll be greatly improved because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't miss the music. Really? Um, it was, was that, right? The, the, was the, the tone is just lovely. Mm. Um, it's comedy. It's really hard mm-hmm. to do comedy. So yeah. I was a bit worried when mm. I sat down to watch it. Especially in feature feature length film. Yeah, and, and I wanted to like it and I mm. wanted it to be good and it didn't disappoint, I have to say. It was excellent. I was mm. I was thrilled um when I was watching it. And I couldn't get the storyline and the characters out of my head for a few days, oh, you right, know. Okay. So that's when you know a film has affected you. And Brona Gallagher central performance, I mm. it was absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. And so she plays a single mom. Is that kind of the story? She, she's yeah. a single mom, and uh, she gets pregnant on after a one night stand with somebody less than half her age. And <laughs> uh, it can happen. So uh, her her daughter is sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. and of course, then there's there's all the kind of tension between her yeah, and her mother and so. about. So she's absolutely disgusted with the mother. So it's. Um, there's a lot of comedy that that is is mm. kind of pulled from the storyline, and um, it's played pitch perfect. Lovely, yeah. Brilliant. So it's it's a it's a great film and um, a lovely thing to open a, a homegrown festival with it, as well. It's lovely mm. to open with comedy. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true as well because very often it's kind of hard edged. Yeah. yeah. Last year you had the dig. Yes. It was a good film, but it was quite a, a rough. Watch. It wasn't a comedy. No, no it was not a comedy. <laughs> no. Imagine the furthest thing from comedy you could find. Oh, no, that's very true. That scene in the bathroom will stay with me for a long time, certainly. Um, but uh, but uh, and in terms of the closing film, that's very exciting. The closing film is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about the rave scene, um, and it's about it's set in Glasgow, and it's about these two young fellas who are sort of just sort of coming of age. They're mm-hmm. they're buddies, and um, they're wanting to be part of this. They're they're all into the music and to dance, and it is just a fabulous, fabulous coming of age film. Um, the, the soundtrack in it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a huge hit. That film is um, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting. So I I lived in Glasgow in the nineties, so I sort of I remember you went to of, those raves. I may have to well, not really my cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe. Down in the jazz club, <laughs> <laughs> you can't be pretentious at a rave. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't work. Um, but uh, but it's uh, it's a really interesting sort of choice. But also, it's it's very in keeping with the kind of nineties vibe that's going on at the moment. There's you know, there's our generation, I suppose, is now looking back now. <laughs> Now we have kids and have to stay in at night. Yeah. There's a kind of looking back on the nineties and, and and but this seems this seems quite an artistic 
take on it's, that. It's, it's not yeah. A beautiful film. Mm. It's kind of black and white, but it's got okay. little tints through it, and it's lovely looking. Mm. Um, and it's just a great, a great tone of a film. Um, in terms of the music and in terms of the relationship between the, the two young men mm-hmm. um, and kind of what they get up to. Oh, I'll, I'll not do any spoilers, but no, we're looking forward to that one. <coughs> but yeah. it's, it's fabulous. Well, apart from opening and closing, and I'm here, can have you any other sort of personal highlights? Any, any other ones you wanted to highlight to us? Um, yeah, I mean, Lenny Abrahamson. I'm a big fan of mm. his and uh, he'll be coming along to the festival as well. So um, I absolutely loved Room mm-hmm. um, when I watched it and... Um, I just, I just think he's an amazing filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, and he he's going to come along. And normally he's been too busy, um, mm-hmm. even though he's just down the road. Yeah, but but, still, um, but we're still. getting him to come along, and I'm really delighted about that. And in terms of films, um, there's one film which I saw a while back called The Worlds of Ursula Le Guin. Oh yeah, the writer um, Ursula Le Guin. Yeah. yeah, so it's a it's one of the few documentaries we have mm-hmm. in the program. It's feature length doc. And it is a truly just brilliant film. Fantastic. Um, it's made by a Canadian woman. Who, it was a labour of love sort of film. She made it over a 10 year period mm-hmm. and she just finished it off um, a, a few months before Ursula Le Guin died. So, oh, right. um, but, so it's quite poignant, but it's, mm. it's a brilliant, brilliant film. Which, so I, that was one of my favourites. She's, she's a very underrated sci-fi writer. So and huge influence on film as mm-hmm. well in terms oh, yeah. of sci-fi films and stuff. And, so. and huge influence on them. Um, um, dare I say it, the, the wizardy stories, because yeah, she, yeah. her story, her RC trilogy was mm. written long, long while before anybody ever knew Mr. Uh, Potter. <laughs> or Terry Pratchett or any of that sort and, of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all the references mm. and all the kind of um, ideas are all in her books, mm-hmm. you know. So You're not cl- uh, accusing plagiarism, are you? <laughs> <gasps> I wouldn't accuse anybody. <laughs> but uh, I'm just pointing out, the, pointing out the early stages of this. <laughs> early similarities. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I mean, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is Soda Jerk, which is um, a Terra Nullius, which is a, a kind of archive art film. And I mean, one of the things that Belfast Film Festival is always really known for is kind of the the out there stuff, you know, the Altered States strand and the Twisted Cornea stand, strand and stuff like that. Um, how do you I mean, how do you sort of mix that up with the audiences? I mean, do you find that there's a specific hardcore audience that will go to that stuff um, and they might not necessarily go to the rest of the stuff or is it kind of mixed up? Do you find it? Well, I think that sort of those sorts of um, strands mm. really have their own sort of niche audiences, yeah. um, and they have people who just love that type of film. Mm. Um, I usually spend half the time with my eyes covered. Uh, things yeah, like yeah. That. some of them are um, pretty hardcore. But they're really popular, so it tends to be um, across the age ranges, and um, you know, as far as we can see, that they're busy and people love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we keep we keep the Aldridge State strand in particular. Um, mm. So we keep programming it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it, I think what it does is also makes people know that there's the film is such a wide church and wide different kind. You know, the whole world of film is so variant and so diverse, uh, and the festival really encapsulates that. So it's so it's good. Yeah, mm. and it is one of those art forms that where you can genuinely have something in a festival for everybody. Yeah, yeah. you know, across the age ranges, except we don't do children. <laughs> no, well, it's any magic. We, we, have, we have other fine, fine festivals in the city, that, <laughs> but but that, but uh, something for everybody, you know, yeah. within the our age range, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, like, we have a new section in the program this year called Rewind, uh-huh. which is um, focused on classics. And the idea behind that was to try and encourage older people um, mm. who mightn't go to the cinema um, mm. 
to try and encourage them to come out and um, their daytime screenings. Gentlemen prefer blonde. I saw that, yes. Johnny Guitar, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to work really hard to see if we can encourage um, sort of older oh, audiences yeah. to come to those. Mm-hmm. And if you're over 65, you get in for free. Sure, That's like, You couldn't beat that, could you? Um, I was going to ask, um, for those who don't know about Belfast Film Festival, um, it, you're on your ni- now in your 19th year. So how did the festival start? And uh, sort of how has it grown into this behemoth that it is now? Um, well, it started very small, mm-hmm. um, really, as part of Fela. Yeah. It, it was a sort of a subsection of Fela um, way back in 1995, mm-hmm. I think. And in the first four or five years, it was known as the West Belfast Film Festival. Mm-hmm. At that stage, I was working um, locally and I was asked to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, by Lawrence McKeown, who mm. was on the, he was one of the the three people who set it up initially. Mm. Um, so I kind of got roped into it then, and I suppose, um, the festival had a range of different success at that time. Mm. Martin Martin Sheen, for example, came along. That's to, right. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to one of the events. Um, and we had a lot of people coming across town to to screens in the city. Mm. Um. We decided that it was either going after about four years of doing it, um, it felt like it was competing with a lot in the Fela. Mm-hmm. So we decided we were either going to have to make it smaller and more focused mm-hmm. and keep it where it was or move it out of the Fela totally, um, have it as an autonomous event mm-hmm. Um you know, on its own merit and move it away from the summer months mm. um, because it would, we thought it would do better if it was away out of the summer months. Because ah, cinema traditionally does better. In, uh, um, so there was all sorts of discussions about that for a while and eventually we decided to, to just to move it, um, mm. to make it a citywide festival. Um, so that happened in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and the early days, audience numbers were, you know, a couple of thousand mm. maybe um, at, at our best. Um, and funding was virtually non-existent. Everything, yeah, so everything was done um, on goodwill and mm-hmm. volunteer mm-hmm. enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I suppose part of my job was, um, and again I was doing this voluntarily, mm-hmm. was to try and bring in some money and eventually um, making Belfast work. Oh, who, I remember those, yeah. yes. yeah. Who, um, a, a fellow there called Carl von Osen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carl, Carl, Carl really... Um, I suppose he saw the potential in it mm. and he was the first person ever to give us funding. Um, they gave us £20,000 and at that point I left my permanent pensionable job <laughs> <laughs> to go and work in an arts organisation it all for film. that had sweet FA in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose my job then in those early years after that was to try and bring in funding um, mm. And so uh, that's, and it really has just year on year, year, year grown every year. Mm. Um, and now we operate all year round. Mm. Well, this is a big year for you, I suppose, in terms of, you know, a new thing that you're going to bring to the, bring to the market in Belfast Ireland. Yeah, um, th- this is what we've done with all our documentary films from the festival. We've put them into a new event mm-hmm. and we found they just weren't getting enough sort of room, if mm. you like. And they were competing with a lot of things. And we decided to give them a, a platform solely for documentary. And we also felt that the documentary sector here is quite big. Mm. Um, and, you know, there is a lot of talent um, working in TV and, yeah. and film. And we thought like, we're, we're never really giving these people enough airtime in mm. the festival because there's so much else going on. Um, so we've decided to run a documentary festival and 
we've decided in a, a huge um, new departure for us <laughs> to um, embrace it as an industry event. Mm-hmm. So we'll, part of what we'll be doing during that, we'll be bringing influencers mm-hmm. and people who have... Um, checkbooks, presumably. Checkbooks mm-hmm. and um, bringing them over and putting them into a dock market. Um, and we'll be then pairing them up with people um, from the sector. So um, we're very excited about mm-hmm. it. and. Uh, you know, already we've we've the program more or less planned um, because it's a hugely interesting time for documentary from the north, but from across Ireland and the UK as well, in terms of how push, people are pushing the boundaries of documentary, in terms of but also the the subject matter. Yeah, I mean, you look at the success of stuff like No Stone Unturned and On Quiet Graves, and the and the kind of impact that these films are having in terms of our political life and discourse and all that sort of stuff. It seems like a time to uh, you know strike while the iron's hot. Documentary is a, a, a fantastic mm. um, sort of genre, I think, because it can... I mean, I watched a documentary a while back called Under the Wire about Syria and about mm. um, Marie Colvin, you know, the, the mm-hmm. journalist. Yeah. Um, and the documentary was so kind of vivid. I felt at the end of it that I'd watched a feature film. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you can do so much with documentary. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's just, it's kind of a, an open book in yeah, terms they, of they, creatively how you can the work. The KFT had um, An Engineer Imagines, which was about Peter Rice, who is a, 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 was a structural engineer on all sorts of stuff at like the Pompidou Centre and the, the um, Sydney Opera House and things like that. It was Marcus Robinson who'd made it. And it was a very, I mean, it was it, it was an art film, really. And and he he'd interpreted kind of visually how these buildings were made and, you know, he used such beautiful um, uh, motion, slow motion sort of camera work and things like that, that it it wasn't just telling you the facts of the story. It was interpreting and giving you a wider palette and all that sort of stuff. So it is, you know, it is a, it is a time that's very exciting in documentary. Yeah, and I think um, one of the interesting things that we've learned in our conversations with various broadcasters mm. about this is that young people are more and more turning to documentary yep. because... Yeah. Uh, who knows why? I mean, maybe it's because of all the crap that's around, you know, like fake news and yeah. you know, all the shite that's on the Internet and all that. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just turning to look to documentary for something that, that gives them a bit more mm-hmm. um, hope in the story that mm-hmm. it will be genuine. I don't know. But apparently There's also it's, access to it as well. You know, I mean, Netflix has a huge amount of documentaries on mm-hmm. there. And people talk about them, like the Fire yeah. Festival one and Abducted in Plain Sight and all those ones. There's so much buzz around them. Yeah, no, that's true. And you, you sort of, they're almost like the, the soap operas of, yeah. of 20, 30 years ago. They're, they're, they're your water cooler movements is, or moments is to talk about, um, you know, yeah, that one about the three brothers, the identical strangers. Oh, oh yeah. Just... Uh, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, <laughs> great to maybe the wrong word. What happened there? Somebody was... Um, somebody was uh, uh, sleeping at the wheel, but I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think it's it, very interesting. But that's also a sign of growth for film for film festival in terms of being able to 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 do something like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, mm. last year we had twenty four thousand people at mm. all the different events and the festival. Um, so next year we're we're hoping to build on that because mm. we can see. I mean, we ran a pilot documentary festival in the summer. That's right. We had Stuart yeah, on the podcast. Uh, it was hugely it, yeah. successful. Yeah. Um, so it, it proved to us that you know it's something that people want. Mm-hmm. So we're we're really excited about the developments, and we 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 know that um, people in in Belfast and in mm. Northern Ireland love film, and we want to try and build on the audiences we have and, mm. and try and reach new audiences. Yeah, you don't give yourself a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs>
Make sure you get a holiday this year, Michelle. Yeah. No, no rest, no rest, for, no rest for the wicked. Uh, we will let you go after yeah. do all that work. So, mm-hmm. but before you go, will you tell us where can we find out all the information about all the screenings? Where can we buy tickets, and where's it all happening? Um, so, if you go to our website www.belfastfilmfestival.org, um, all the details of the various sections of the program are there, and you can buy tickets um, straight on the website there. Brilliant. And it's all over the city. There's different venues across the city. Yes, I think there's about 10 venues around mm-hmm. the city. Um, QFT, Movie House, the Strand sure, Cinema, yeah. the Waterfront. Um, so there's And the lovely Beanbag. If you've never been to the Beanbag, mm-hmm. you should go for the yes, experience. It's always, always a pleasure to watch a film in there. You might not get out of the Beanbag. But... Well, no, no. Maybe bring some kind of lift, hoisting equipment to no, get out we, of the we'll always, pu- we'll always pull you out now. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't leave you hanging. Well, Michelle, thank you very much and good luck. Thank you. Uh, with the festival. It's been a pleasure and uh, we're really excited about it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Not at all. Pleasure. Thanks very much, uh, Michelle, for coming in and talking to us about the Belfast Film Festival. And now, ladies and gentlemen, tighten up your trousers, get yourselves ready, (laughs) get a cup of tea, sit on the sofa, and it's Sarah's famous independent cinema roundup. What a build-up. What a build-up. Thank you. Well, there's lots going on, Mm -hmm. as usual. A few things I've picked out to talk about today. Cinemagic on the Pulse. Yeah. So our friends that specialise in programming for uh, young people and youth audiences have got a month-long programme of screenings and talks and Mm -hmm. workshops all based around short film. Brilliant stuff. Um, So they turned 30 this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose Um, it would be 30 years, wouldn't it? Yeah, so they're doing this kind of all-year-round programme and part of that is this this focus on short film. Mm -hmm. So they've got some lovely things going on um, like screenings of The Gruffalo and The Gruffalo's Child. Mm -hmm. I love those films. Um, In the Austin Museum and Room in the Broom and Zog. Um, They're on the 16th of March and 23rd of March and... Revolting Rhymes, based mm-hmm. on the Roald Dahl um, classic happening in No Alibis on Friday the 22nd. On Botanic Avenue. On Botanic Avenue. And they've got New World Cinema Shorts, Animations and a BAFTA Showcase mm-hmm. um, of all the films that were nominated, short films for BAFTA this year. And like, there's loads more stuff, but it's really nice to see um, that kind of focus given on short film because mm-hmm. it's usually as part of a festival strand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's usually a sort of forgotten part of it. Or, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and there's something, I mean, we were chatting about it yesterday with Cinemagic, there's something about um, that kind of format that, especially for young people, it really mm-hmm. holds your attention and two or three minute shorts can really kind of explain or mm-hmm. send a big message or something. So I think it's, it's a really good programme. All the details, of, there's so much stuff happening um, and it's all on their website. Right. And a lot of it's on our website too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's all taking place in Belfast. And uh, the Nerve Centre up in Derry have an intercultural and anti-racism programme. Mm-hmm. And I think they do this every year. Yeah, they've done it. Full Film Festival have done it for yeah. quite a few years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they bring together a diverse range of film and workshops for schools and looking at themes related to kind of prejudice and inequality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's taking place from this Friday, the 15th of March, mm-hmm. right down to the 29th of March. And they've got all sorts of screenings and all sorts of workshops going on, but um, some of the primary school age stuff is um, up and Ralph breaks the internet. Lovely. Um, and so if the, only somebody if broke o- the internet. <laughs> We'd all have more time than has, wouldn't we? a much happier world, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> we'd just all go to the shops and things yeah you know? we'd sit on mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. Um, but then we wouldn't have our lovely website where all this oh, information is so you know um, so some of the post-primary events are First Man um, yes that lovely film we saw last year Green Book and Anne Frank Remembered mm-hmm. which um, which looks really good and all the details are at nervecentre.org mm-hmm. um, also up in the Brunswick which is uh, 
which was this particular films programme by... The Brunswick uh, Movie Bowl in Derry. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 22nd of March, they're screening Rosie, which yeah. was the Irish film last year that came out about homelessness. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Roddy Doyle and came to KFT uh, for a week or so. And it's had a UK release now. But it's really nice to, to see that um, it's getting screened. It's a, it's a mm. brilliant piece oh, of work. It's a brilliant film, yeah. And really, well, really well worth seeking out. I mean, yep. it, it's not an easy watch by any stretch of the imagination. No. Nope. But it's it's typical Roddy Doyle. It's got humour and harshness, uh, you know, sort of wrapped up. Yeah, and the performances are just brilliant in it. Mm. Um, so if you're up in Derry, have a look at that. Um, Newcastle Community Cinema have Stan and Ollie on the 24th of March. Everybody's talking about that. I one. haven't seen it. I haven't no, seen I haven't it. either, but no. a lot of people very cross that it didn't get nominated for any awards. That's true. Yeah. Back in Didn't get any season. BAFTAs, didn't get any of that sort of stuff. No, is. shunned ah. by the awards, but mm-hmm. loved by the people. Well, so often <laughs> the way. Um, so that's down in Newcastle at... One Eye Open is a film club that's held over in the Strand, which mm-hmm. is run by teens for teens. 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 Hello, fellow teens. Hello, teens. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's any young people listening. No, to this obviously. Podcast. No, everyone's over 50 at least. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so they are screening The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a chance for kind of young people to catch up on. So they're programming uh, the screenings uh, and uh, and then putting them on at the Strand, yeah? Yep. Mm, great stuff. Um. I think you can go along even if you're not a teen to see the film. Yeah. I think it's open non-teens to everyone. Non teens yeah. are allowed to go. But um I thought that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of other things I want to mention. Dungannon Film Club. Now Dungannon Film Club um uh, have burst back onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Loads of stuff after like the taking, meteors they are. Yes, mm-hmm. after taking a bit of a hiatus for a while. And they are very ambitiously doing a drive in cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for three nights uh, at the end of March, um, you can go to, let me say, a Greer's Road car park. And you people can sit, have gone understand <laughs> people what that means. People will know where that is. Um, and you can sit in your car mm-hmm. and tune in to the FM transmitter Excellent. and watch the films. Old school. I did notice on the website earlier that if the wind is more than 20 miles per hour yeah. the event might be cancelled right so let's hope no <clears throat> storm gareth will appear <laughs> fingers crossed um so what their screen is the greatest showman mm-hmm. um on the 29th of march bohemian rhapsody on the 30th of march and my favorite a star is born mm. on the 31st of march um i would sing and cry in my car if i was there but, yeah. um and you can get pizza on site and mm-hmm. it'll be a lovely thing so it's great to see them doing that and hopefully all the people of Dungannon will support that and come along. Um, and the last thing I really want to talk about is the Of Love and Law tour. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it very briefly um, on the last podcast as the film was screened um, as part of LGBT History Month in the QFT. But we can now announce, drumroll please. Um, you can we- add one of those, Stephen, yeah. can you? <laughs> That we have um, worked with the producer of the film to take it on tour mm-hmm. around Northern Ireland. So um, it's a lovely documentary, Japanese documentary about um, Fumi and Kazu, who are partners in life, but also run the first law firm in Japan, set up an openly gay couple. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's about equality and justice mm-hmm. and family and love. And I just sat garning the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Happy tears, sad tears. Mm-hmm. Just a really lovely piece of work and a really important film, mm-hmm. I think. And a lot of the themes in the film would kind of resonate with a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on socially. I'll say no more, yeah, but, okay, but in Northern Ireland as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so that is kicking off in. It's all happening in April. It kicks off on the tenth of April at Dungannon Film Club. Yep. yep. Um, 
so they're stepping in with that as well. On the 17th, it's heading to Fermanagh Film Club, and mm-hmm. on the 26th, it'll uh, go to Subterranean Film Club in Oma. Brilliant. So we're over the moon that those guys um, are happy to host the, the screening for us. Um, on the 17th of April, we will be running the screening Actually, as part of the Belfast Film yep. Festival, it's mm-hmm. in the lovely programme that we got today. Um, in partnership with the Black Box, um, we'll show it down there and there'll be a Q&A after, hosted by your lovely self. Indeed, apparently so, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we are delighted that the Director of Photography, Jason Brooks, who mm-hmm. shot the film in Japan, um, will be coming over from London to join us and John O'Doherty from the Rainbow Project okay. um, to discuss some of the themes and stuff of the film. So I'm just really so happy that people get to see this film because yeah. I think it's really important and I'm really pleased about it. Great stuff. Well, that is something to, that's a lot of stuff you've just told us there. It's a lot of stuff and there's a lot more stuff. So if you go to filmhubni.org, you will see all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, check out the Belfast Film Festival website for all their details and Cinemagic and the Nerve Centre's website for all the more uh, in-depth details up there. So you've no excuse. There's no kind of, oh, there's nothing to watch. There's nothing I like or any of that sort of stuff. You need to get out, get into the cinema, watch a film and feel better about yourself. Until next time, film fans. <laughs>